Welcome back to Stories Out of Time and Space. I'm your regular host, Scott Weatherly, and as always, I'm joined by Julian Darius. Julian, how are you doing? You okay? I'm doing okay, but I'm not quite sure that I like the way you introduced me there. I think I'm going to downvote you. <laughs> that's right, yes. I feel like I'm on back for a bit of a nosedive. Um, that's right, <laughs> we are continuing our uh, progress through Black Mirror. Um, we've reached Series 3 um, and today we're talking about series three, episode one, Nosedive, uh, starring Bryce Dallas Howard, Alice Eve, Cherry Jones, a few others. But primarily, we're looking at Bryce Dallas Howard. It's a bit of a single header. Uh, the story is a woman desperate to boost her social media score hits the jackpot once she's invited to a swanky wedding, but the trip doesn't go as planned. So, Julian, what are your initial thoughts in regards to Nosedive? Uh, I think, first of all, I think that it's a little slow. It, I think it needs about 15 minutes cut from its runtime, which is an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's over an hour. Um, you know, I think it's fine. Um, I, I, I take it that you have a negative opinion, so I'm restraining myself from from phrasing it and, and uh, playing devil's advocate. Mm. But I, I, I do wonder if the best way to run a Chinese-style um, social media score that allows you for everything would be based on your Instagram photos of food. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say I, I hate this episode, and I hate this premise, uh, and I hate the way this was presented. It, it's 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 firstly this I know that there is this social scoring and we you know you say you said about the Chinese sort of thing as well but that exists within a regular economic uh, structure people still pay for things they've still got a job da, da, da. this episode basically introduces this concept of personal scores associated with your social media but without actually linking to any one social media platform. Um, that then that seems to drive everything from your economic status to your ability to be hired, to hire a car, to get on a plane, blah, blah, blah. Right? All fine. Right? And some of that I get. But this is where like, I was reading the reviews of this and people are like, this is on the nose satire. This is cutting. This is this. This is, you know, this is brilliant writing. And I'm going, it's really not. Because like with many of these things, this is the problem I have. And why I'm sort of getting a bit, heaved with some of this writing is it, it, it doesn't work in a wider context yes you're going to mm-hmm. tell this one person's story this lacy pound you're going to tell her story fine but again like we had this when we watched westworld and stuff again like you roll this out and you go like there's a scene where like there's two people that there's a couple that have split up and the guy who works at this place has been has been marked down everyone's choosing to be on the, the other person's side but if he goes below a 2 or a 2.4 or whatever, he can't access the building. Well, what if that's your best accountant or your best programmer or the CEO? Like, like it makes no sense. And there's also, like, money appears to have been eradicated from this scenario. It's only based on your ability to be associated with things because you're a high scorer. Like, I don't, I don't see money sort of transacting in sort of parts of this episode. So I'm just like... It just the whole thing starts to sort of. I don't. It just felt so shallow and and sort of, you know, shallowly thought out. I got a bit irritated by it. And then there's well, a reveal at the end, you. which bothered me even more. But we'll get to that. Well, I agree with you. I mean, I think that um, comparing it to the entire history of you, which is a far superior episode from the first season, mm. um, both sort of want to take this technology build it into the world so that everybody assumes this is the case and then focus on one particular character story. Mm. And I think that why it works there 
is because the imagining that technology integrated with the whole world while it has its problems is a little easier to do. And secondly, that character's arc is related directly to that technology. Here, you realize that the main character's arc is just about her being crazy and resentful, yeah. right? She well, no, had problems obsessed. from the beginning. Yeah, the, the, no, no, that's the end in it. Oh, I'll, I'll try you finish and I'll get to it because it's just... Well, no, I mean, just that it, it it is harder to imagine how this works. I will say that there is money. I mean, it, you don't see it exchanged, but, you know, there does seem to be payment for, you know, the rental car. There There is a quote on the house, though, the apartment that she wants to get, that she wants to rent, and it's very expensive, and they say there's a 20% discount Right. Yeah, that's true. that's true. Okay, so there is money, and the way that it affects things is like tantamount to a twenty percent discount. So that doesn't bother me as much as one thing that really irritates me about this episode and its presentation of character is that everybody's it's totally black and white. Mm-hmm. Everybody is either you know the most superficial lying person imaginable because this has made people bad. Or they are, you know, cursing and out of the system. Yes, authentic and just checked out. And I think I tell people the truth all the time. And I tell people things that are, you know, other people couldn't get away with. And people, you know, I I say it with a smile and people find it charming. And I'm sure people would rate me decently high. Um, I, you know. And I think, what about occupations where, you know, like you're a garbage man, I mean, or you've got to tell people negative things all the time. You're a police That's officer, what I got. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and law enforcement I, I in this is wonder just... wonder about that. Yeah. Well, law enforcement, again, but I, one of the things that... Yeah, no, I, I, that thing of negative, have it, like, there are a number of times where in work you'll say, like, okay, I've got to have a difficult conversation. Well, in this scenario, like, you don't. Like, you know, because you just go, oh, all right, well... You know, I have a difficult conversation, and it's gonna it's gonna mark me down. So I'm gonna give it to this other person. It's always gonna be someone at the bottom of the tree that's got to have that conversation. Like working in H- in HR must be the worst job <laughs> in this world. What well, I don't t- think it would change HR at all. They'd still <laughs> show up with a smile on their face and say, "We have an exciting opportunity yeah. for you in Thule." Mm. <laughs> I mean, does it? But does this extend to like world leaders? You know. You can give me a fort, right? I'm going to war. Mm. Then we're going to go. We're going to give mil- You know, we're going to put uh, economic sanctions against this country because he only gave me a four instead of a five. Like, I don't we know. Tried that over here. It was called Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just, it just, it's all, the thing is. I think one of the problems of this film, this, this episode, is, um, for me, is that thing of like the force, human nature, of like you know. Um, and I get that there is that, and it's this idea of influencing and, and or, you know, this other stuff of being marked up on. on. But as you said, that it, it seems to sort of, it nosedives, literally nosedives in the last five minutes into her being crazy and then confessing mm-hmm. love and almost obsession for the person who's wedding. So she's got to attend this wedding and she's going to give this speech and she's been put down as the maid of honour and she's going to give this speech. And she's worked really hard on it. But at the end of like the last scene is oh, pretty much last scene, but one of the last scenes is her being dragged away by security, confessing her love and obsession for this for the bride. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that came out of nowhere. Cause that's never been mentioned before in this this, this sort of like they've alluded to this thing about Mr. Rags. This is this is one story. But like, I don't know, it just yeah, it's it like you said, then it's she's in prison and then it's uh, I'm just, I'm just, I was just, I, frust- I'm just exhausted. You like this episode, Scott. Hmm? You like this episode, then? <laughs> what, what's frustrating is I like Bryce Dallas Howard. Like I think she's a, you know, good actress, and I've liked her things. So I was actually kind of looking forward to this one. And it starts well. You know, you have those initial reactions where she's reacting to stuff of people with their dog or their food or like an interaction with the guy at the coffee shop. And I'm like, okay, this is all rather innocuous. And then they bring in the house and it's this plan to up the um, the score. That's the whole point. Get to this mm-hmm. wedding because, oh, if you get to this wedding, they're all high 4.5s and above. So if they all give you a five, then you're, you're, you're a shoe in. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. Somehow that counts for more. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's not totally clear, right? No. 
it doesn't seem to make yeah that doesn't they're still giving the same five stars maybe they're linked with the names so people can see the names you've got oh she's got lots of fives from people of a high status that people you know you might have like as a resume um but it becomes the sort of the point is her so so the bride at the end when she calls her out and says this was about likes for both of us is yeah. totally true but then there's this thing right. about the, the so and I'm fine with that but like this whole thing about this journey of mishaps this sort of like planes trains and automobiles journey that happens between the between it becomes so sort of farcical that I don't know. It just at some point I was just like, "This has lost the plot. Like this is just making no sense anymore." We're diving into like hysteria, but I don't understand why. Like, yeah, stopping now would be a better plan. But you know, yeah, yeah. Why she doesn't stop is is odd. Yeah. Um, and the way she loses it time and time again, I don't buy. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean. Okay, so are you really going to react even at the airport that way? Yeah, you're pissed off your flight's canceled, but it's not this person's fault. And you also know you're on the social score system. Um, You know, she doesn't seem adequately to understand that. Um, You'd be indoctrinated as well. You'd be trained. You would be socially and emotionally trained to react in a certain way like this is that nature nurture like society would have been, would have you know trained you to react in a certain way to these scenarios to maximize your uh, scores so you're right so the moment she goes off and she's like get me your fucking supervisor i'm like well that's yeah. that, that's that's what like that feels massively no, I mean- for this this world even even in our world that's an obnoxious person <laughs> right I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think so at its heart, this is looking at the influence of social media and sort of that Chinese social rank system Mm -hmm. um, and trying to say, you know, for one thing, and I do find this a legitimate observation and an important one, how much people censor themselves and present a positive version of themselves online. And yeah. I see this all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm somebody who struggles with depression. Nobody wants to read the Twitter post that's like, thinking of killing myself today. Two thumbs up. I know, like, like what, I mean, what do you even do to that? Do you like it? You know, like, what, you know, well, I mean, and then you see people doing that and it's really awkward for you, even as somebody mm. who struggles. Um, and then, you know, I mean, there is this sort of like, you know, I, I people feeling the need to take photos, take photos of their food, take photos of their vacations, and they never like take photos of like waiting at the bus terminal yeah. yet again in Italy. You know, there's a scary man here. Here's a photo of him. Um, instead, it's like look at us on the beach with our martinis, and you know, nobody ever takes. I mean, it's the same thing of like smile because you're taking a photo. I never understood that. Um, that always seemed really fake to me. Um, it's almost like let's edit our memories. So when we yeah. look back Jeez. on this, we think we were a happy family. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, I mean, there is a central observation here that I like. Mm. I think it's played out, you know, in, in far too exaggerated a way. And it doesn't deal with those real world implications. So no. what I mean by like exaggerated is everybody's black or white. Everybody's like, I mean, her brother is kind of a mid-range, like, don't worry about it too much. But then, you know, he's the only example of somebody who's maybe gray, you know, and then you have these sort of down and outers who are like, I love saying fuck, you know, mm. and I, I love, which, okay, that's fine. But I mean, I, I don't think that you, you know, have to play that game to such a degree. I think that you could, there would be plenty of people who would be like, look, I am who I am. I hope people like me. Um, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I've got a, a four or whatever. It's not really that hard, you know, when everybody feels pressured to give five yeah. stars to everything. You know, if I'm a three eight, it does. What does it really matter? Well, um, you, this is where, like you say, yeah, exactly. You get the people. Well, the thing, like when she meets the woman, the trucker. And you find out the woman's like a 1.4 or something. And you find out why. And she's like, basically, because I told everyone to fuck off. 
like you know the world was was challenging me and i broke down and, and then it, it, it spiraled and so i've just i like you say, I've pretty much disengaged from that but she's genuinely a nice person yeah, so she people picks would his... rate her high. Exactly. Right? You yeah. and I would both rate her high. So you'd be, you'd be like, somebody a ride. Yeah, she picks her up. She gives her a hand, and I'd be like, I'm like, so how if your if your interactions with other people are all fine when you get petrol or food or just in the street, like you're not just you know, yes, you've had a situation that drove you to lose your temper and your call, and you got you know, but you sound like a genuinely nice person that would be able to get a middling rating relatively quickly mm-hmm. like this feels bizarre Absolutely. um and so i know we did this a lot but i've got other thoughts of how this would have been more interesting to have approached as a sort of a, especially as a black mirror so again i was thinking okay well if you're at the bottom you're unhirable for whatever purpose but you're still gonna have entrepreneurs money still exists right you're saying that okay we've established actually i'm partially incorrect on that and money still exists Cool. There will be people with money, lots of money, because let's be honest, CEOs are not nice people. They're mostly psychopaths. I think that's sort of pretty much accepted. That would be down in the ones and low that would be going like, all right, well, I'm still rich. I'm still producing a product that people want. So, and these other people, these other low ones, they're desperate for work. We'll probably get away with paying them minimum wage for doing the job because no one else can hire them. So, yeah, all right. I'll game the system. I'll be hiring all these 1.2s and 1.4s to work in my factory um, or in the mm. office or whatever, because then I'm going to pay them a great deal because they can't go and work. They can't leave me to go work for the thingy. But then they would all become friends. They would all get on. And then they would start <laughs> upping each other and they would move up. Like the whole situation doesn't, like you said, it's not, we've said this before, when you go follow this situation through, I want to see the world like and how this has worked in the world. And this is you said this is an over an hour, and it's so mm. shallow as a story that I'm like, this is not testing me on this this premise. It's irritatingly so. Well, and I think lack of imagination of how this would really work mm. is one of the problems of Black Mirror generally. That that sort of wider world uh, implication. It's very interested in implications but in this sort of narrow personal way right um you know it it doesn't often go into that wider world kind of thing i i thought that people who are rich might have higher scores just because everybody wants to suck up to them right yeah but again there's not even a single line of dialogue in an hour and two minutes where somebody addresses you know the obvious class issues that are present in this story even in her speech she doesn't really address class um you know that seems very shocking to me um you know the other thing that really bothers me and i mentioned it a few times is this kind of like instagram thing like if you imagine a social media score or you know a sort of social score or whatever Mm. i like the idea i'm totally down uh but it's not going to give you points for I like your photography, right? Yeah. Like that's a different score. That's not now. Maybe that's an app that took over, but we don't know that, right? That's not established. I would love to be able to just rate. Actually, this guy at the door, this doorman, is a total prick, and made me feel totally uncomfortable just walking into a building, right? This guy on the street is ranting at people or driving like a maniac. I'd like to be able to to downvote them. And I'd also like to be able to upvote, you know, the person, the barista who was just made my day. She was so amazing. Mm. It doesn't have to do it. You know, there are plenty of situations in life where I'd like to be able to do that. But that would not be the same score as your cake photos, you know? Yeah. It, well, there's a, there's a, there's two parts of this that, in the, that are actually in the episode I wish were more explored the first one we talk about is we've talked about is the sort of the woman on the uh, the bus driver the sorry the truck driver who 1.4 who should be higher because she's a genuine nice person but the other one is um the petrol station or the fuel impulse like she's looking you know her car's running that fuel and so she sort of has it and the the um she's asking for a um a charging point like a, a, an adapter for her old car mm-hmm. She's only via because of her score, she can only get the older cars, which I'm like, that's just, that that's so stupid. Because I'm like, well, she's got the money, just take the money. Like, the businesses still must exist to make profit. That's just stupid. But 
Or, um, or if you really want to have some implication, have it be five or ten percent more expensive because we can't trust you as much or something. Look, but we're not going to just give yeah, you an old cost. car with no ability to charge. Yeah, because that means you're then going to give you're going to downvote the company then, which is mm-hmm. seems. But the, the 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 interaction with the guy at the petrol station, and he says something when she he gives her a two and she's leaving, and she comes back and she's like, "What do you mean? Well, how come a two? And he's like. Well, it wasn't a, like a meaningful encounter, you know. Like, why should? Why do they even have to? What he's almost like. Well, why do I have to give you a score for you asking for an adapter? Like I don't have one. I can't help you at all. I've been trying to be nice about it. Nothing I can do. And she's like five, and he's like, well, two. I'm being honest. Like, what's this got to do with the rest of my day? And, and I'm like, yeah. Like there should be. There's this thing about usually about the artificiality of it. But there's almost this thing of like you would get people that are genuine and be just like, well, you know, you someone would go five and you'd be like, well, thank you for that, and they're not doing anything. Like right. what? They can't. They can't get no, you. But they can't I, make I don't need you to do rate it. you. Yeah. I don't know who you are as a person. You asked for an adapter. You were you were polite enough. Yeah. But do I need? I don't feel the need to rate everybody when I run into them walking their dog. Right? There would be people who would just kind of like. I mean, I would be like that. I'd be like, I didn't feel like it. Yeah, it's just it's just yeah the, the enforced polite. I guess the enforced politeness because I, I feel that there's a bit of a, a commentary that I, that isn't in there, but I sort of saw and put in the mouth. But this whole thing about I say the, the the types of what what you would end up with and how it links with money. The other thing is it's like it's not monetized at all. Like there's never an option because mm. if you're on Instagram <laughs> or anything, you can right. buy likes, you can buy followers. So there's no option proposed at any point where like the guy who's trying to like help get her score up is like, well, you know, you can buy likes. Like it's not, you know, really the done thing, but it's enough to get you over the line if you can do these other things. Like, yeah. So again, like this is that lack of imagination where they're not really going. They're just going. Here's this one idea, and I'm going to flog it to death without really exploring its implications. And this is why this episode does my head in because I'm just like. By about halfway through, I was really bored. Hmm. Like really well, that's what bored. What I mean by it really needs to have fifteen minutes cut. Yeah. Um. And and this would be a much stronger episode of fifteen minutes. I think a lot of the stuff that bothers you would bother you less yes. if you said you got in and out. You told a story. You know, it's still a forty-five minute story, but you know, you know, it's the story of this woman, and it and it goes from somebody who is in the system and being very fake to being, you know, down and out and just saying, you know, screw it. So, I mean, that's a solid arc. Mm. Um, you know, there's something to, to recommend it there. Um, I do think the, the runtime is a huge problem here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is the first of the ne- thing is, this is the first of the Netflix ones and there's a lot of money on display in this. Like it's clearly, you know, it's got mm. a good budget. It looks all right. Um, you've got Bryce Dallas Howard in it. Like, you know, you're paying money for this thing. Um, but yeah, I was bored and I was really worried. I'm like, oh, is this, have we turned a corner now? And like money's going to have made this, you know, is this really the future? Um, the thing I kept thinking about though, like I said, was about this idea of that sort of explored in celebrity, you know, uh, a little bit like with 15 million, uh, merits and, you know, so those sort of ideas. It would it would have been more interesting to see her nosedive as a genuinely nice person going through trauma. I mean, you know, you have horrible mm. people, right? Like you know, like a Basil Faulty kind of character, like someone like you know, notoriously British horrible people. Like her as a genuine person having a nosedive, comparing it to say, like, do you know what? Have them as a serial killer, right? That's in prison, but like a psychopath that is charming and everything, and seems to be every you know keeps being interviewed for the news. People keep up up skimming. Like this guy's gone to like is the most, you know, he's now at a four point nine. Like we know mm. he's a serial killer, but for some reason, <laughs> people, you know, like you know, like serial killers get um, um, letters in jail, letters in letters proposals. In jail, proposals of marriage, blah blah blah. Like that having, is actually my plan to finally uh, get a relationship. It's a solid plan. Um, <laughs> I mean, it seems to work for them. It's worked for a lot of people, yeah. Um, but I'm saying, like, you know, how, that'd be more interesting to have that running parallel in some way, where like he actually gets his death sentence. You know, he's, he's he's sort of uh, to be executed, gets and gets, you know, that gets stopped 
because he's a 4.9 and they're like, oh well we can't let 4.9 go he's actually this is good for the prison yeah you know? or you have the guards saying you know why am i a 2.8 and you're a 4.9 yeah. you ate kids you know? yeah, like, you, yeah you literally wore a child's face for three you know whilst <laughs> driving around like but you're a 4.9 like Show if you I think really that would want... be a slightly different episode, in fairness, but yeah, no, I but, like but I actually it. think I think that's that to me would get more to the point that they're trying to sort of this idea of of you know, um, up scoring somebody, the wrong people mm. getting up scored and having an impact. Um, you know, would that be more physical? That'd be more interesting to me because I mean, the Orville did this as an episode. As a, mm-hmm. It was more comedic, and I, th- I thought that was an an all right episode. But I thought that was a better handled there than it is in in this show. No, I think this this compares. There's a community episode too that that does this, um, mm. where they have an app, you know, and everybody instantly <laughs> changes their personalities and stuff. <laughs> um, but no, I agree that this kind of compares unfavorably to other examples of this. I would say that. It's surprising to me that it doesn't address class. Yes. Because one of the things that I think it is trying to address uh, and, and doesn't in, and is at least interesting about is gender. And you see the way all the women who are playing the game, ah, they talk like this and I, yeah. they have sing-songy voices and they practice smiling and they, you know, they're all these sort of like infantilized stereotypical versions of women who mm-hmm. are really playing up stereotypical gender. Um, and I thought that was interesting, you know, and I, and I think that that they could have leaned into that more in terms of sort of highlighting the ways in which women have to, you know, I mean, I could see, look, I've seen reviews of professors that say, I don't like the way she dressed. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> it never would occur to me to review a professor for that. Like that's mind boggling to me. And you know there'd be tons of people who would be like, you know, a one. I don't like your hat, you know, um, and, and for both genders, but especially for women. And mm. you would see that added. I would love a discussion of that kind of added pressure that women are under. And I'm amazed by how all the women in this have this sing-songy, you know, high-pitched kind of mousy childlike. The clueless. Demeanor. What's it called? The Valley Girl kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, that's a really good point. Oh, that'd be fascinating to explore that, to be sort of like um, this idea of, yeah, like you know, actually, in fact, if you really wanted to push it, like, it's not just class, but like this idea of gender as well, that, do you know what? Actually, the highest people on this gender, on this thing are actually, like you say, gen- heteronormative. It's people yeah. of sort of like, they're all blonde. They're all good. You know, it's Barbie and Ken have got to the top of the tree because that's, you know, this <laughs> Arian exactly. a, a sort of like look at how we, yeah, I think that, yeah, that could be really interesting. Well, this leads me to my second point about that, which is uh, the LGBTQ, you know, element. So I have watched this with trans people and I, as a, you know, uh, you know, basically cis white man um, who, you know, people find charming when I tell them off half the time. Uh, I am not especially scared or horrified of the mm-hmm. system. They are abjectly terrified, right? Mm. Because when your identity and the way you dress is put to a vote constantly publicly, this is something that is going to, you know, there's no trans person who's going to have higher than a two, right? Um you know, unless you're in San Francisco or something. Um, I mean, everybody passing is going to be like, oh, is that a guy wearing slightly feminine clothes? You know, um, and this is going to be your experience all the time. You're going to be terrified. You're already terrified to go out, depending mm. on who you are. Now you're terrified to go out because literally your apartment's going to cost more yeah. when somebody doesn't like you on the street. And well, so- be, I think that, that element is is not explored at all either. What I mean, no, go ahead. What about it's people like, with handicaps? Yeah, well, yeah. Know, well, the no, tie, you, yeah. This is about, I think you know you talk you, you, handicaps is an interesting one. Yeah, especially in sort of like some sort of physical deformity or, or whatever, like you know. Um, but you say about the LGBTQ community, like this idea of if you were to run the, you know, let's run the uh, the experiment forward or whatever, right? And let's forget about where we are at in 
the current thing because this is a different timeline, this is a different world, it's, it's, it's speculative fiction. I don't think you would have within anyone over a three. It's it jokes about it because actually the couple that have broken up are it's a gay couple, All right? Mm, but right. so so it assumes an element of liberal uh, thinking within this world. But that's not the case. Let's be clear: we live in a you know in a dangerously conservative world. So I actually think that you would end up um, in a world of predominantly conservative values mm -hmm. because that's the safest way to stay in the higher things where you can do what you want to do. So there'd be people that, you know, you probably would have things like conversion therapy. There would be people that are like, well, I'm not, I can't come out. I've got to, you know, like in the closet for the entirety of their life because thing. so you then have like an illicit, you know, um, where underground or something like Secret I I'd meetings, love to like, see yeah. the, the sort of like um, rest stop hookup between yeah, two exactly. guys, you know, yeah. where they're and like, both give each other a five, and one guy gets five. the rating yeah. and he's like, oh, oh shit, you know, like I'm a five, like, are we rating each other now? Like, like yeah. we're not supposed to be here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, your wife's like, how did you have four from this dude in a, in a truck stop? <laughs> I just think you're right. I think that, uh, this sort of social thing, like, you know, we could rebel against it, like you know, you and there would be to begin with. But actually, if you are then stopped from going to work or you can't, you know, from certain levels of employment, from certain companies, certain social groups. And let's be clear, even with within the LBGTQ plus community, like they don't all get on. Like people are people, right. just because you're in the community, right. people are still people, they won't like each other. So I just think, yeah, I just think this kind of thing drives heteronormative conservative values and standards. Now, this comes back to one of the prisons I was curious about. As I watched this, and it triggered me, but you, you've mentioned something that's brought it back to my mind. This idea of a living in a, an inauthentic way for fear of reprisals, okay, feels a lot like religion. <laughs> okay. I was I was waiting for this because yeah. you know, I mean, I live in a country where you routinely hear people say things like, "Well, I know that that person is a good person because they're a Christian." Mm. You know, really, literally, right? literally, so, I mean, he's beating a migrant to death I, with a stick. Yeah, in some cases, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I don't think I mean there are people who would downvote everybody they see who shows any sign of a religion other than uh, Protestant Christianity. Yep. Um, you know, so you imagine a Sikh, you know, walking down the street. It's just a series of do -do 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 -do, just downvotes. I mean, um, you know, any sign, you know, I mean, imagine going out in a hijab, you know, good luck. You know, I yeah. mean, well, all right. That's yeah, you're right. Because I think, but this is, this is, a, it's not just the, um, you're right about the thing, because basically what you're talking about is you would end up with the ghettoization of all. You wouldn't have anything. You would have, right, literally here's the um, Hispanic, you know, Catholic community. Here's the uh, Indian, you know, Hindu or Sikh community and the Islam community and the Catholic community and da 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 right? It would be on those and then the queer community or whatever, right? Because so, you can get uplifted in those. That's mm -hmm, you getting mm -hmm. a five in that community because you're a good Catholic or you're a good Hindu or you know whatever. But there's still this idea for me to go even further was this idea of religion in itself. This idea of being inauthentically nice, you know, mm. in front of people. You said about this 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 idea of um, public face, you know, social media and sort of thing. But there is this idea of like morality. Like this is this is constant stupid debate of like, well, without religion, there is no morality, which is complete cack. You know, you and I as atheists, I love this when people say like, you know, yes, I rape and murder and pillage as much as I want to. I don't want to because there's no need to. Um, but this feels like that thing of punishment, isn't it? That this this fear of hell, this fear of of reprisal from um, a deity. I'm going to get marked down. All right, well, if I get marked down, does that mean I end up at the gates of hell? I don't know. Any thoughts on, you know, I mean, do, do you feel that this could be 
apart from the ghettoization, just the fear of reprisals being, you know, forcing you to act good, you know, in this 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 faux moralistic way. Well, it's funny because I, I just had a conversation about this, uh, sort of um, the way in which religion encourages people to sort of like present a happy face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think it is sort of akin to that social media effect. Um, and actually what, what I was arguing was that um, a lot of religions kind of give people wins and gains early on, right? So like if you are an alcoholic who, you know, uh, cheated on your wife and is in danger of losing your family. Well, you know, if you if you go and suddenly you have this community and they talk to you and they love on you and, you know, uh, encourage you to get clean and help, you know, give you resources and whatever and give you something to do to with your time while you're doing that. And at the end of six months, you're clean and sober. You've, you know, made some atonement with your wife. You know, you're you maybe not everything's forgiven, but you're in a much better place. And you're going to church and you're like, I am on cloud nine. I have turned my life around like everything's good. And then it all is downhill from there, right? Because yeah. from then on, you've got to go to church and smile. And it's okay to be like, yeah, I'm stressed out. Yeah, I've, you know, I've struggled with these thoughts or that. But if you if you go to church and you're like, yeah, I really wanted to burn my house down and screw a whore last night. That's nobody's going to be on your side, right? Yeah. You, can, you can wobble from because you've been perfected and you can mm. wobble from that perfection. But if you dip down to, you know, like, you know, I've really been struggling with gambling addiction for the last six months as a Christian. Yeah, you're going to have more trouble. Um, and so there is this kind of, no, we're part of a community now. You've you've had those wins, but now you've got to present yourself as smiling and put together and a part of that community. And I think that is a phenomenon uh, of religion which I will admit, you know, has helped people. And, and, and mm. I think if there is this pattern of, you know, giving people gains, you know, in the beginning, especially of community, but also of, you know, support and everything else. And, and even therapies that aren't actually uh, efficacious can be efficacious if you believe in them and they distract you from the thing that, you know, is tearing you up inside. Mm. But you're not allowed to be torn up inside as no. a fundamentalist christian who's been going to church for five years right? which is pr- but that's why they are all torn up inside because they're under, under such yeah. duress to not express themselves in that way that they all become a little bit crazy um but this is that thing is that you're right it's like you know you hear about this of like you know well I, the reason i do good things is because you know the word of god and to get me in heaven and you go so you're telling me that if you didn't have those things You'd be what <laughs> kicking this person on the floor? Like I don't understand the, the, what the alternative is. Um, and there's this this thing of like the lack of God. Atheism would result in anarchy. But what this this to, to play onto to nosedive is again this idea that like to get up skills up scores everybody's incredibly nice to every you know to each other mm. and they're all sort of like you know uh, hi bye and how wonderful everyone is. And again, it's it's sort of like social conditioning to be nice, you know, in that fear of reprisal, going like, well, if if we didn't have the fear of the upscore or the nosedive, then no one would be nice to each other. You go, well, that's probably not true. (laughs) We've seen someone that is. Like, you know, I think the woman in the truck is almost like, she's almost acting in that atheist position, isn't she? Where she's like, yeah, I'm at the system, but I'm I'm still a genuinely nice person, but I don't believe in the god of the, the you know the social media score right you know you're making me like this episode a lot more scott uh, thank you uh yeah. it really <laughs> is a metaphor for uh religion and conformity um yeah, it, could also, <laughs> it could be it could be if it yeah if it want it could lean into these things though mm. and it does i mean i also think about like how this is so cultural right i mean and yeah. this the episode doesn't need to address this but i you largely grew up in the Midwest. In the Midwest, we are often painfully polite to people. Mm. And, you know, there is a, and I, I still believe there is an essential goodness to a lot of Midwesterners um, that I have experienced. Having said that, I mean, there are plenty of scumbags too, but having said that, um, you know, it's very, I feel like so relieved when I'm in France because I'm <laughs> like, 
I could walk down the street and just say, you know, fuck you and your cat and nobody <laughs> cares. Right? It's just like, oh, well, you know, screw you too. And and everybody's just like, no, I'm going to be my genuine selves. Yeah. And if somebody says thank you too much in France, they're like, I'm suspicious he's trying to manipulate me. And they downvote the person for saying thank you too much. Well, we're taught to say please and thank you every time the wind blows, you know, in the Midwest. Mm. Well, that'd be, you know, yeah, that's another thing. Well, yeah, that moving. Have some cultural differences in this like you know have a tourist or she come across a tourist that's really struggling and has been downvoted like mm. there's there's you know the the thing is with this this is the runtime it runs at one just over an hour um and like i say it just doesn't it feel this is my fear right i'm saying this right now this is my fear for the netflix uh version of this show there's more money and you get more time but I actually think that the i that the ideas are going to be shallower. That's my fear. Is I think this is sort of like this is a one note idea that is is you know not explored, and I'm really concerned that that's going to be a running theme. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't think. But... I don't think that's fair. I don't think that that's right. But we'll see whether you know going through it this time whether hmm. I retain that opinion. And we'll see what your opinion is. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't perceive a huge difference between the Netflix stuff and the British stuff, to be honest. Um, no, I, I mean, you know, there is more budget. I mean, I remember like the Waldo moment where it's like, oh, there's a crowd of fifteen people shot, so it doesn't <laughs> look that obvious. Um, so there is more budget here, but I mean, I like that. I I don't feel that there's a massive shift i feel no. like this is just you know we've had seven episodes here's here's the eighth i guess i mean obviously they didn't air them in the you know the numbers that they were written and shot in but um yeah i mean i don't but i don't think this is a terrible episode um you know i mean i think that what upsets me about black mirror is that everybody loves black mirror and i love black mirror but you know, the the batting average of Black Mirror is super high. Mm. And I think the same thing is true of, like, you know, it's inevitable we talk about Twilight Zone because, you know, we've done that. Um, the batting average of Twilight Zone is incredibly high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the issue then becomes, like, I, I think there were fewer stinkers of Black Mirror, but Black Mirror also has a lot fewer episodes and a lot bigger budget and the other. Mm. So... I think both of them are doing incredibly well. This is really the inheritor of the Twilight Zone in terms of just quality stuff with a high batting average. The problem then becomes like, what are the standouts? What are the ones that you're like, everybody should see this? Mm. And Twilight Zone has a number of episodes, partially mm. because of its cultural place, that I just think, oh, this is amazing. It might not be higher than an eight. You know, it doesn't, you know... Um, it's not, you know, a sublime masterpiece, but it's damn good and you should see it. The question that becomes how many episodes of Black Mirror are like that, mm. at least in my mind. And and I think when that's what you're looking for, something like this that is a pretty, pretty middling episode uh, in both of our views, even if it upsets you more than me, feels like a tiresome sort of spinning of the wheels. And for me, like a little bit of a a redox with everything worse of um, the entire history of you. Yeah. No, I agree. Actually. I think that's it. I think the, the, my offense, the offense I have taken on this is, is, is partially that is that you got more money, you got more time and this is the best you're going to give me off the bat. But again, like this is over long. I think, uh, I think the story is a mess, you know, it, it starts well and clear and then by the end, it seems to be about something completely different. Like, you know, when like so when she's been dragged away, like this this thing of needing to this almost almost comedic thing of her going like planes, trains, and automobiles in order to get to this wedding after being told don't come, and she's like, no, I'm coming, and they're all going to vote me up. It's sort of like, okay, you're now on some um crazy quest to get these upvotes. But you know that what you turning up in this ripped dress and all sort of stuff is going to be a disaster. So you've gone into the yeah. version of crazy, okay. But then her going like, "I love you and I always loved you" to the bride, 
And I'm going like, okay, you sort of alluded to something because of this Mr. Rags, this doll, and that she's you keep going to this one point of this one story about how before that there was this one genuine moment of of you know um niceness between the two of you when you were in camp or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. So that was what this was about, that you're actually, you know, you actually do, you are attracted to this woman, you love this woman, and you wanted to to impress her. Like, I, I, you know, was that ever part of the reason you really wanted to go to this wedding? Like, it's kind of called out by the brother that he, she was treated like crap. But I'm like, okay, well, but it's never, like, centred on. It never seems to be a thing. And then they just call it out at the end, and you're like, all right, well, I didn't realise that was a part of this story. Like, it feels almost like a B-plot that was never extended because you were so enamoured with this first thing that you keep coming up with that isn't really that, you know, well-handled either. Well, this is an example. We often talk about how we want stories to continue. Mm. This is kind of an example of a setup that's, you know, interesting and fine. And then it just kind of goes off and it continues and continues and continues. And by the end, it's not really about the social score stuff. It's really one woman's story of and and, and then just has this twist at the end that she's had this romantic attraction. And there's a version of that that's good. Right. Mm. But none of that is telegraphed. You know, I mean, I, I am maybe more forgiving because I think, OK, it's one story, you know, of one particular person. It's maybe not the right thing for me to say, well, let's set it in a prison instead. You know, I mean, I would probably find that more interesting. Yeah. But well, I'll give you an ending. Right. I'll, I'll give you an ending to this. And right. The, the, the group of women, it's not just the bride that she knows. There's a group of women that she has been on the mm. outside of. She was always the brunt of the joke. Right. She was always the sort of the runt of the litter, if you will, of this group of friends. She was always the one that was downplayed. And they've all gone to be 4.5 and above, right? And they've sort of left her behind. And this is her opportunity. And she's, it begins with her wanting to join that group. Oh, this is my opportunity. I can join. And the brother going like, why are you doing that? You know they're horrible to you. This is all a disaster. It's waiting to happen. But the fact of the matter is she can then relay all these memories. But as it gets worse and worse and they keep, probably prodding her and calling out the fashion when she gets the wedding should then be her turning up and not trying to do a thing it should be her going you want some truth bombs so and so slept with so and so you did this you did that so that the actual wedding becomes in a down vote massacre of everybody giving each other a one Mm. Mm -hmm. and then her leaving with her head head held high going that's the consequence of this not being dragged away because she becomes his sister, like you know, do you know what I mean? The nosedive should actually be her going, Yeah, this is all meaningless. This is nonsense. This is ridiculous. Having that realization, but then humiliating this group of these group of fake, influential, you know, rich people and stuff. Like that would be more I don't know. Like, I know they try to end on a cynical note, these things, and that's the point, but I don't know, it just feels her her dip into hysteria feels sort of like, you know, wrong for this oh. character. No, I agree. And it, it makes it makes the whole episode about something else. And and again, I think there's a an episode that could be about that, right? Like mm. I have I have uh, a gay attraction for this friend, and that's not socially acceptable, right? Except we've already seen it is in the office. So yeah. it's not like, oh, you know, gays face a hard time on this app. Well, that's not really the case. I mean it could have gone in that way and and that would have been interesting to me but yeah i i do think the meltdown like if you're there to she still even if she loves um this friend she still wants those pluses part of her mm. brain is still like i want those pluses but as you say she's showing up she's crashing a wedding at this point mm. um and and then uh, ironically it kind of undermines the entire message because it makes me think well, maybe you're a 4.4 for a reason, <laughs> you know, like maybe, you know, there's a reason why they're 4.8 and you're 4.4, you know, and you're working really hard to get to a 4.4. Maybe you're kind of a crazy, unlikable person mm. and people can kind of tell you're fake. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be more to it. Anyway, 
Right, we, anyway, we are we are coming to, to time yeah. on this. So, any any final thoughts on uh, first episode of season three, Nosedive? That's a brilliant episode. I love it so much. It's great <laughs> to see with an American influence and American dollars what you can make Black Mirror into. That's all I have to say. Yeah, everything you've said, but the opposite. <laughs> I'm down. Downsco- <laughs> I'm downscoring those thoughts. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. It, it just it, this was the biggest problem with this. Oh no, the two biggest problems, as, as I've highlighted, is um, it sticks to a single thread without being it, without exploring beyond that periphery of this one linear story in an hour, and so it becomes boring. And that's the problem with this. By about 40, 35 to forty minutes in, I was just like. I was literally looking at my watch and going like, I've got another 20 minutes of this and I'm struggling to give it my attention. And that's a real problem. So yeah, I, I downscored this episode. I've got to say, I really did downscore this episode. It's not, it's not a good start for this new Netflix run, but I would say what, what there were lots of people that have got a lot of great things to say about this episode. And I just think they are massively off base in some cases where they've just read into, they've been taken into by the gloss of this and gone, Oh, it's amazing. And you go, like, yeah, you're not really, you're not really challenging this anymore. This isn't, you know, this needs to be challenging, but we shall see. Anyway, there we go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. If you like what we're doing and you want to score us up, this is, this is the ironic part that I'm now asking for reviews. I want a five star review for the podcast. Sorry. So it goes. We're playing the game just as much as everybody else. Um, leave a review. Or if you really like what we're doing, come check out us on Patreon. We do a whole bunch of other things. We talk about the Twilight Zone, as we said. There is more additional content for all the mainstream shows. I do a 30-minute thoughts. There's all kinds of bits and pieces of interactions going on over there. Go check out the links down below. Um, but yeah, but now here, yeah, Julian, thank you very much. It's been a, a good, good discussion. I like when we have these kind of, uh, you know, don't always agree on things. We'll see how it goes for the rest of the season. I think we're pretty close, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like playing devil's advocate. But I think we're actually pretty close. <laughs> you say devil's advocate. You like winding me up. That's what you like doing. You like to get, <laughs> get me raging about things. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We shall see you on the next episode. <laughs>